Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Sports Unlimited on Southern Sports Central, and it starts right now. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Sports Unlimited right here on Southern Sports Central. My name is Brandon Miskabing. A little truncated show this morning. Had some miscommunications. Thought I wouldn't have a guest for 7.30. Um, and just with things starting to slow down a little bit, decided to take it easy a little bit. May decide to push it up to a two-hour format, but this is kind of the test run. Next week, we will have it uh, three hours because um was originally going to have Marcus Boston Brinkley come on the show at 730, but the miscommunication wasn't sure if he was going to come on or not, so we'll have him on next week. But this week, we will have Lou Bezek as, from the state, as usual, coming on at 830. So let's start things off on the high school front and start off real quick with some recruiting notes. Jaden Davis from Catalba Ridge, offered by North Carolina. Cade Ferguson from Catalba Ridge, offered by Navy. Tyson Rogers from Dorman, offered by Presbyterian. Bracey from Rock Hill, offered by North Carolina Central. Troy Stevenson from Philip Simmons, offered by Penn State. 
Monroe Freeling from Oceanside, offered by Texas A&M. Jarvis Green from Dutch Fork, offered by Charlotte. Antonio Williams, also from Dutch Fork, offered by Texas. Big offer for him. Chris Lawson Jr. from Ridgeview, offered by Louisville. Eamon Smalls from Buford, offered by ECU. Monty Grant from Sumter, offered by, offered by Michigan State and Charlotte. He keeps on racking up those offers. Noah Summers from Rock Hill, committed to Charleston Southern. Josh Sapp from Greenville, committed to Clemson. Hit a, big, a very good commitment for Clemson uh, for a number of reasons. Tried to get Josh on this morning as well, maybe try for next week as well with him. His father, Patrick, was a linebacker at Clemson, and he joins Colin Sadler in joining Clemson from Greenville for this recruiting class already. To wonder if that Greenville connection, that teammate connection, may help the Tigers get back to their winning ways uh, out there in, uh, in Clemson. On the baseball diamond, Aaron Patel from Hanahan committed to the Citadel. And Dylan Schaefer from Fort Mill committed to USC, UNC Wilmington. So two big baseball uh, commitments there. And then uh, Reggion Bennett from Trinity decided to decommit from Buffalo, and he will reopen his recruiting uh, for next season. Some high school Talk about last week a little bit. Talk about this week. Um, there was only one game canceled. A lot of the cancellations are done now because, you know, everyone has either had it already. Oh, before I get into that, let me just say it's nice to see a lot more guys getting offers now. Uh, the beginning of this year was kind of slow on that front. And now you're seeing, now that we're starting to ramp up, we're starting to get closer and closer to early signing day, that guys are getting more and more offers now, which is a good thing. Uh, Like I mentioned, only one game canceled this week, and that's because Battery Creek was in quarantine already. So they, uh, their game against Oceanside has been canceled. No indication on how they're going to try to play those or or whatnot. Uh, But we'll just have to wait and see on that. A couple of games from last week uh, that were important and that were big. Um, Burns beating Dormer 20-17. That was a big one. Uh, That, you know, Dorman... Dorman hasn't been what they've been uh, in years past. They've, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. They've still been playing well. Uh, But, you know, they've been kind of struggling at times. So, you know, a a good, uh, a good win for Burns. And and Burns will be a, a threat in the upstate in, in 5A. Not sure if they're going to be, you know, the team to beat, but they're certainly a threat. Um, the other, um, another big game uh, last week, um, a couple of other big games last week, uh, 
Mayford being Buford on the road, you know, Buford probably not getting one of the top teams in the lower state, but still a good team. And May River uh, being able to beat them, that's a good time for them. And then the big one, um, Greenwood being Greer, not really all that surprising considering Greer's having a, a down year this year, but still a good win for uh, Greenwood last week, keeping their undefeated record alive in uh, in the region. And then the big one last week was what, or excuse me, was Irmo being able to beat. Now it was a home game and it was a very close game, but Irmo being able to beat the defending state champions, uh, AC Flora 28-27 last week uh, at home was a big, big win. And then another one that was pretty big, uh, South Aiken on the road being able to beat North Augusta. That was a pretty big win. Uh, and then looking at more local games, looking at games here on the Grand Strand, first I'll start off in 4A, West Florence being able to beat North Myrtle Beach 35-9. North Myrtle Beach is not the same team. I mean, don't get me wrong. They still have pieces, still have good players on that team, but they're not the team that made it to the state championship game last year. That is for damn sure. Uh, and then here on the Grand Strand, two big games in 5A last week. Uh, one a surprise and the other one not as much. Uh, Conway beating Sockesty 27-14. That was a shock because of the way Conway lost to Carolina Forest the week before you were thinking, oh, okay, maybe Conway is the odd man out this team, this year. But they come right back and beat, beat Sock at C-27-14. And then Sumter being Carolina Forest 35-7 after it looked like Carolina Forest be on their way back up. They're obviously not the team that almost made it to the state championship a couple of years ago or played Dutch Fork very strongly last year. This is kind of a rebuilding year for the Panthers. But we'll just have to wait and see. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. But uh, looking at the playoff picture, there's still a good few spots open left uh, throughout the throughout the state. Um, but regions are just about wrapped up. Uh, Region 1-5A, it's now pretty much just a determining of who are the last two in. Uh, T.L. Hanna and Hillcrest are are pretty much locks at this point. Uh, In Region 2, Spartanburg is pretty much a lock at this point. Burns, probably a lock at this point. And then Dorman, Riverside, and Wade Hampton going to fight for those last spots. In Region Region 3, Gaffney and Clover pretty much have it locked down. Uh, Nation 4 pretty much has a spot. And then Fort Mill and Boiling Springs are going to fight to determine who... uh, who wins that, uh, or who gets in out of that, 
uh, region. Um, region 4, Spring Valley probably has it locked down. Northwestern probably has a playoff spot locked. Uh, and then Rock Hill, Blightswood, and the biggest disappointment of the season, Ridgeview, will fight to determine who who makes it into the playoffs. Region 5 got a big matchup tonight. Almost assuredly will determine the region champion uh, between Dutch Fork and Lexington tonight. But both of those teams pretty much have it uh, on lock. And bring a loss to White Knoll uh, by River Bluff. I think White Knoll probably has uh, – ha- or, yeah, River Bluff probably will be the last team to make it into the playoffs in Region 5. Region 6 is a whole big old mess. And if you saw um, Ian Garen's tweet on it and on the different scenarios last Friday night following the games last week, um, yeah, tonight will either... Tonight will either clarify things or make things even more confusing. Because theoretically see a scenario where you have two teams at the top at two and one with Sumter and St. James. Actually, I take that back. Well, no, I, I don't take that back. You could see a scenario where you have two teams at the top at two and one, and then you'd have you could have a team at two and two, and then two teams at one and two. Theoretically, and I'm actually curious about this now. I want to see. I, I want to see if this is theoretically possible. Now, it is. Now, I doubt this happens, but theoretically, and and this could all change tonight, and it probably will change tonight because I don't see St. James being Sumter tonight. But you could at different level. See a scenario where all four teams are two and two. Or excuse me, if St. James beats Sumter tonight, Sakasti beats Carolina Forest, and and Carolina Forest beats St. James. Well, Carolina Forest then beats St. James next week, and Conway beats Sumter next week. Which again, that's another one that I don't see happening then you would have a five-way tie at two and two between all five teams. Now, obviously, tiebreakers would take everything out. But could you just imagine that whole scenario? And then uh, Region 7, 
Goose Creek probably has it locked up uh, now following their win over Kane Bay last week. Um, but we'll have to wait, you know, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Kane Barry probably has the best spot locked. Uh, and then Region 8, West Ashley, Fort Dorchester, um, are going to fight it out to ter- to determine, um, who gets the, the title shot or the, gets the region title. Uh, tonight. So that's another big game. Um, big game tonight. 4A real quick and then uh, and we'll, uh, get into some... actually you know what? real quick before I go further go into 4A and whatnot. Uh, I had scores of a couple of big games last night. Pelion beat Barnwell 39-34. Hanahan beat Academic Magnet 63 nothing. Orangeburg Wilkinson beat Fox Creek 16 nothing. Carver's Bay beat Hemingway 52 to six. Ainer beat Lamar 12 to six in overtime. That was a good game. Lakeview beat Waccamaw 22 20, and Loris beat Kings King Street 50 or excuse me 35 to six. Some games to watch tonight, like I mentioned, Greenville and Greenwood. That should be a good game. You know, I was getting to 4A. Let me get to that real quick. Those two teams still undefeated in the region. And more than likely, yes, Lawrence is still undefeated as well. But I'm just going to say right here, I think this is the region title matchup uh, between these two teams tonight. Uh, Phillip Simmons against Timberland is going to be an interesting game. Southside Christian against Dixie. That... um, that could very well be uh, to determine uh, pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much a de facto um, region title game for them as well uh, between those two. Dutch Fork and Lexington, like I mentioned, another uh, pretty much de facto region title game. Um, Irmo and Westwood, see if Westwood can pull it out again. Uh, this week against uh, against Irmo. Now, if Westwood wins it, it would throw everything into flux in Region 4. But if Irmo wins it, it pretty much finishes off the title. Uh, Myrtle Beach and South Florence play tonight in pretty much another de facto region, uh, region title game. Uh, actually, Actually, I take that back. That would determine who the region winner is uh, between those two. So that is a that is a title game tonight. And then Carolina Force and Sockerty is a game, not so much a big game in terms of it's not a region title game or anything like that, but it's a game. That's going to determine. It's a big game here on the Grand Strand. That's going to determine who is who's the team that who's the who potentially could be the odd man out. Who could be missing the playoffs this year? Because whoever wins this game pretty much has a, has the rest of their schedule on lock. 
Now, granted, considering the one team that Conway has left to play, and considering Carolina Force won one win in the region right now is against uh is against Sumter or excuse me. Considering Conway their only their one game left is against Sumter. And considering the one game Carolina Force won was against Conway, I think I'm pretty sure that mathematically Carolina Forest is already they they don't have a shot unless Conway pulls off the huge upset. I don't believe Carolina Forest would miss the playoffs. But it's still getting close. It's still, you know, like I mentioned, this is far from a couple of years ago where, you know, going into the regular season, you knew who was going to miss out on the playoffs in Region 6, 5A. Now, what's going to be interesting to me is next year, following realignment, especially considering the rumors, um, for those of you who may not know, um, the rumor is right now that North Myrtle Beach and potentially Myrtle Beach Myrtle Beach is still kind of up in the air, but for sure, almost certainly, North Myrtle uh, will bump up to 5A next year and will join St. James, Carolina Forest, Conway, and Socrates and create a Super Beach League. Sumter would get moved out again and get moved into another region. But What's going to be interesting about that, then, is who, I mean, and obviously this can change on a year-by-year basis, but the last couple of years, since this latest realignment, Sumter has been cream of the crop in Region 6-5A. But the question is, you know, who who becomes the head honcho in Region 6-5A after realignment? Now, obviously, if, if Myrtle Beach jumps, if Myrtle Beach comes with North Myrtle and they're able to do a 16 then then it probably would be Myrtle Beach as the top dog in that region. But we'll just have to wait and see on that. Talking about 4A real quick before I take a break, and then we have Lou Bejek from the state coming on at 8:30. Uh, Region one, Westside probably has that one locked up, uh, but you know easily could potentially still make a run. Region 2, like I mentioned, the de facto region title game tonight versus Greenwood and Greenville. Region 3, York and South Point are the two teams to look out for there. Um, Let's 
Let's see. Looks like South Point is not playing tonight, and neither is neither is York. So they'll have to wait until next week uh, to fully to determine um, who gets the region title there. For Irmo can lock it up tonight with a win over Westwood, but if they don't win, then it throws everything even further into flux. Region 5, uh, South Aiken pretty much has it locked up, but that their rivalry game against Aiken will determine that. And then Region 6, again, like I said, a de facto region title game tonight. Well, actually, no. Uh, an actual region title game tonight between South Florence and Myrtle Beach tonight. And then in Region 7, May River pretty much has it locked up uh, after their win last. So, yeah. Yeah, after their win last week against Buford, they pretty much have it locked up. So, that'll uh, that'll bring me to a break. I'll take a quick break. Come right back. We'll have... Uh, we'll have Lou Bejack from the state coming on at the bottom of the hour. And a few other uh, notes that we'll go through uh, following the break and uh, coming back right here.
Welcome back to Sports Unlimited right here on Southern Sports Central. And as promised, we got Lou Bejack from the state joining me this morning. Good morning, Lou. Good morning, Brandon. How you doing? Good, good. We Another big week of uh, high school football this week. Um, let's start off with probably the biggest matchup tonight. Even though I think most people know what's going to happen tonight, Lexington at Dutch Fork, obviously Dutch Fork's winning streak at home, winning streak just in general. What does Lexington have to do tonight to even to have a chance against uh, the Silver Foxes? Um, they just kind of run the ball and keep the ball out of uh, Dutch Fork's offense. Uh, they're a good running team, even though they're missing – um, Norris, their starting running back who got hurt a few weeks ago, uh, injured his wrist and uh, was out for the year. But uh, they've been able to run the ball. And that, that's the key. And uh, limit the big plays. That's another big thing that they have to do. But, yeah, they're gonna. the time of possession is going to be huge for them, uh, keeping the ball away from that offense. And for them to have any, any sort of a chance, it's going to be tough. I mean, that offense is running. It's uh, averaging over 50 points a game. It's uh, – they're clicking right now. It's senior night. It's probably going to be very emotional. With the, you know, they'll probably do something with the late Jack Al- Alcatee, but his family, you know, senior night and everything. So it's it's going to be another emotional night uh, there uh, for for Dutch Fork. Uh, also in 5A, on the opposite end, both Blythewood and Ridgeview are essentially fighting for their playoff playoff lives, although the big matchup will be next week between the two. Which one of these two teams tonight has the better chance of pulling off the upset? Uh, Ridgeview. Uh, and I don't even think it was up, will be an upset. I think they're a better team than Rock Hill. It's just Rock Hill beat Blythewood last week. I think they're a better team that they've, than they've shown, and uh, they can prove it with these last – they beat Rock Hill tonight and then Blythewood next week, uh, get the number three seed – uh, they'll have to open the uh, playoffs on the road. And, yeah, it could come down to next week's <laughs> uh, Blythewood-Ridgeview game for a playoff spot. If Ridgeview wins tonight, I, I don't think Blythewood beats Spring Valley. But And then if um, Blythewood would win next week, it would be a three-way tie. And then they'll ha- have to go to some sort of tiebreaker uh, to break it. I think it's defense points allowed. So, um, yeah, a, lo- a lot to play for the last week. It'll be interesting to see if it comes down to that uh, next week uh, with with a playoff spot on the line or two rivals. Uh, it's always fun to see uh, that kind of thing and that kind of drama in the last week of the season. I'm not sure if you've crunched the numbers, but do you know if it came down to that, who would be the favorite as of right now to to be those to get those last two spots? Well, only one team has played each other. I mean, Blythewood's only played Rock Hill, and Rock Hill won by four, so. I mean, Ridgeview depends on what happens tonight and then next week, because we're um, then we'll know. So, over in uh, 4A, Irmo faces off against Westwood after being able to pull off the upset over AC Floor last week. Do you see them winning again, or this could could this be one of those hangover games in Westwood uh, create? It might be close early. I just don't think. I think Irmo's defense is better than I thought, and. I think they'll be able – they weren't able to get that offense going. They did it kind of a different way last week. They ran the ball good. Uh, Tucker really ran the ball, especially on that final drive. They just ran it right at um, AC Flora. But t- tonight I think they'll get that all. I think Whiteside and uh, DRA Rogers are going to have a huge 
game um, uh, through there. I won't be surprised if he goes um, two, three touchdowns between them uh, tonight. So, yeah, I think Irmo gets it done, and then they clinch their first uh, region championship. And I was looking back, I think it's more than a decade, about a decade or so. So that would be huge for them in uh, getting a couple home playoff games. I know you say you think Irmo uh, wins it tonight, but if Westward, if Westwood were to win tonight and all three teams uh, win their season finales, who would, you know, how the tiebreaker would work there? Uh, it's it's defense same defensive uh, points loud and um, I forget how bad that Flora beat Westwood and then Irmo beating Flora by one. So um, we would have to see tonight. Um, we'll have to see if uh, that comes to be. Any other games to keep an eye out for tonight in the Midlands? Sean Thurman Gilbert's huge. I mean, um, OW Orangeburg Wilkinson won last night, so that they're three and one. And then you got Strom Thurman two and one, Gilbert two and one, and Brooklyn Casey two and one. So someone's gonna be three and one between the winner of that, and I think BC should win uh, rather easy over Swansea. So you're gonna have three teams at three and one going in the final week. Uh, the season and Brooklyn Casey plays OW next week. So, and then if Gilbert were to win, um, to, and then win next week, be the tiebreaker. BC would win the tiebreakers. They'd be head to head. But Strom Thurmond wins tonight. They're 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 in a really good spot, having beaten uh, BC already. So that yeah, should be a fun uh, fun game. Or yeah, Orangeburg Wilkinson beat Fox Creek last night. So that that, that region's fun. You know who the four playoff teams are going to be. It's just a matter of what what seed. Uh, going to be for each. Where are you headed tonight? Dutch Fork and Lexington. Yeah, it's uh, not going to be a. I mean, uh, I think it'll probably be a blowout, but Lexington might keep it close. Like I said, if they're able to run the ball and uh, keep it away from Dutch Fork and maybe come up with a, a turnover or two, their defense secondary is pretty good at uh, forcing turnovers. But Dutch Fork hasn't turned over much, and they haven't punted. I don't think since the second game of the season, maybe second or third game. So it's uh, it's been a while. Yeah, Dutch Fork. Uh, I don't know if I. I mean, they haven't been able, they haven't been beat since five A was created, and it doesn't look like anyone's going to come anywhere close this year again, too. So they're, they're yeah, maybe the, Fort Dorchester in the play. I mean, uh, I see that happen in the lower state championship. I think Dutch Fork would have to go on the road with, with the brackets the way they set up. So. I mean, they did it a few years ago. I mean, I was there. It was a pr- pretty good atmosphere. But, uh, yeah, it's going to take a big, big effort by someone to knock those guys off. So, once again, Dutch Park, the, the top team to look out for in 5A. Lou, as always, great talking to you this morning. And uh, All right, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. That, once again, that's Lou Bejack from the state. Always fun talking to him. And, uh, yeah, I mean. I think, yeah, they can run the ball. Excuse me. They can run the ball and they can, you know, uh, try to play the possession game and all of that. But no matter what you do, I mean, we saw it. Unfortunately, I was not able to see it firsthand last year. Uh, But Carolina Forest saw it firsthand last year where even their best effort and they they made it a game. Don't get me wrong. They made it a game. Um, 
but they just could not keep things, you know, they they just could not finish off the job. And that's the thing about Dutch Fork, is that no matter how good you are, you have to play a perfect 48-minute game. So, you know, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. I don't see Lexington doing it tonight. I don't see anyone doing it this year. Uh, like, like Lou said, I think the only team that you could even say comes close is is Fort Dorchester. And even there, you you don't really know. Speaking of talking about the top teams in the state, let's uh, let's talk. Let's go through the media polls real quick uh, before I talk further about you know the playoff scenarios for each region and and all of that. In five A, surprise, like I said, Dutch Fork at one with seventeen first place votes. Fort Dorchester at two, Gaffney at three, T.O. Hanna at four, Northwestern fifth. Sumter jumps up from 7 to 6. Lexington jumps up from 9 to 7, but that'll probably that'll probably drop following tonight. Valley drops from 6 to 8. Hillcrest jumps up from 10 to 9. Burns jumps from not being ranked to 10th. Also receiving votes, Chapin, Goose Creek, Spartanburg, and Somerville. Dorman completely dropped out of the rankings not even receiving any votes after their loss to Burns last week. That just shows what kind of year Dorman's having this year. In Region 4, or in 4A, Greenville takes the number one spot after AC Flores lost last week to Irma. Greenville at, jumps up from 2 to 1 with six first-place votes. Myrtle Beach actually got more more first place votes but I guess overall their ranking was lower and they're at two they jump up from three to two with eight first place votes South Point at three jumps up from four to three AC Florida dropped down from one to four but they're still receiving three first place votes so that just shows what the voters think that even after even with lost to Irmo that they still think that AC Florida is the top team in 4A. Greenwood at 5, South Florence at 6, York jumps up from 8 to 7, Irmo jumps up from 10 to 8, West Florence at 9, and May River jumps up from not being ranked to 10th. Also receiving votes, Buford drops down from 7 into the receiving votes category, and South Aiken also receiving votes. Lots of movement in 4A last week after a couple of uh, crazy upsets. Irmo beating, or uh, yeah, Irmo being AC Flora, and then May River being Buford last week. In 3A, Daniel at one with 17 first place votes. Dylan at two. Chapman jumps up from five to three. Camden jump or Camden stays at four. Clinton drops down from three to five. Powdersville jumps up from 7 to 6. Laura Richland jumps up from 8 to 7. Casey jumps up from 10 to 8.
Games at 9. Gilbert dropped down from 6 to 10. Also receiving votes, Chester and Oceanside. In 2A, Abbeville at 1 with 16 first place votes. Great Collegiate now with one first place vote at second at, in second place. Silver Bluff at 3. Marion at 4. Timberland jumps up from 6 to 5. Christchurch jumps up from 8 to 6. Philip Simmons jumps up from 7 to 9. Barnwell drops down from 5 to 8. Saluda drops from 7 to 9. And Wade Hampton jumps up from not being ranked to 10th. Lots of movement in 2A as well. Also receiving votes dropping down from 10 is St. Joseph's. Also receiving votes Chesterfield and Andrew Jackson. I've noticed something as the year has progressed. Less and less teams are receiving votes, uh, which I think shows that there is that gap between teams and the rest of the league or the rest of the classification, uh, especially this year, for whatever weird reason. Last year, maybe it was because of the formatting and everything and the and you had only seven games, because think about it. We're into week nine now. Unless you've had multiple quarantines, and, and some teams have. Some teams are still only playing seven games this year because of quarantine. But th- we are beyond the point that we were last year. The, the whole season last year, uh, in terms of time of the year, but we would only be in week six right now, last year, whereas we're in week nine now. So, going into 1A, Southside Christian at one with 17 first place votes, Amber Earhart at two, Lamar at three, Baptist Hill at four, Will Branch jumps up from six to five, Rich Spring Manetta jumps up from seven to six, Lakeview jumps up from eight to seven. Dixie at 8 to 9. And Green Sea Floyd's first time they've been in the polls this year, uh, going up from not being ranked to 10th. Also receiving votes, Calhoun County, C.E. Murray, Branchville, and Blackville, Hilda. And let's go back real quick. Uh... Let's talk about, uh, well, we talked about 4A already. Or actually, no, I take that back. We didn't finish up 4A. But let's go through some of the other classifications and where things stand right now. In 4A, Region 1, Westside probably has it locked up. Easily still there, but I think West Westside uh, probably has that one locked up. Um, let's see if those two playing. No, neither one of those teams are playing this week either. Um, so we'll just have to wait on that one. Actually, I take that back. Westside is playing Walhalla this week. Um, Easily is not playing, however. 
So, while it's not official, I think Westside essentially lock it up tonight with a win over Walhalla. In Region 2, like I mentioned, probably the de facto uh, region title game tonight between Greenwood and Greenville. Uh, You know, rivalry game. If you're up in the upstate tonight, probably the game to go to uh, tonight between those two. Region 3, South Point and York. Are the, and York plays Lancaster tonight. Uh, does not look as though South Point is playing tonight, though. So they have their bye week this week. In Region 4, like I mentioned, like I talked about with Lou, uh, Westwood and Irmo playing tonight. And... It can go in one of two ways. Lou seems to think that Irmo will get the win tonight, um, which probably, but you never know. You could have that bit of a hangover from the win last week over AC Flora, who is still getting first place votes in spite of it. So, you know, that may be a, that may be a motivating factor for Irmo to really show, you know, hey, this wasn't just a fluke last week. Um, so they probably do win. But if Westwood wins, then it throws everything in play. Uh, Region 5, South Aiken probably has it locked up. Uh, but the big matchup will be next week, obviously, between those two. South Aiken and Aiken. Uh, Region 6. The region championship game is tonight between Myrtle Beach and South Florence. That's going to be a game to watch uh, tonight. I'm assuming it should. I would assume it would be the game of the week on on PDE tonight. Um, oh, speaking of PDE, let me just send my well wishes out to Brandon Dunn. Obviously, haven't had him on the show in a while. But uh, he's in the ICU right now with COVID. Um, hope for a speedy recovery for him. And, you know, we'll maybe try to get you on the show at some point uh, soon. Uh, you know. And then rounding off 4A, uh, especially with the win last week against over Buford, I think May River probably I, – I don't know if it's official yet because obviously they still need to play the remainder of their games this week and next. And both Buford and Hilton Head are both one game back. But I believe May River pretty much has on on lock. In 3A – Daniel and Belton on a path in 1A, uh, or in Region 1, those two teams uh, determine who's going to win that game, or who's going to win that region. Belton on a path plays tonight against Rand, and Daniel is 
not playing this week. Those two teams play next week against each other. So it's kind of an interesting scenario because, you know, Beltran a bad place against Wren tonight. The advantage does the team that comes in fresh off of a win and is, you know, ready to go or a team that gets that bye week, you know, that's the age-old question. And unlike in, you know, the NFL or in college, well, sometimes in college, but unlike in the NFL, you can have these bye weeks this late in the season. And how does that affect you going into the last week of the season? It's going to be interesting to see. Um, Region 2, Powdersville and Southside, Blue Ridge tonight. And Southside plays Palmetto tonight. Both games should be winnable, and then that sets up the matchup between those two next week. Um, Southside, I mean, the reason for this is because of their scheduling. But it's it's the cra- they have one of the craziest uh dichotomies between non region and region schedules uh, I think I've ever seen. They're three and five overall this season. Yet three and zero oh in region play. They win a single non region game this season, yet there could be the number one seed out of that region. Or at the very least, they pretty much have a, a home field game you know, a home game in the first round locked up. Uh, region three, Chapman probably has essentially locked up. Uh, Clinton is still there, uh, but I believe did I believe those two teams played last week, if I remember correctly, and uh, Chapman won it. So Chapman pretty much has that one locked down. Uh, region 4, Lower Richland already has clinched the region. Region 5, like Lou and I were talking about, this is probably the most chaotic region in the state this year. Even more chaotic than uh, Region 6-5A because this one, all four teams... You pretty much know, barring something crazy happening with Fox Creek, pretty much know who's going to make it into the playoffs. But what the seeding is, is going to be the question. Gilbert, Brooklyn Casey, Strom Thurmond, and Orangeburg Wilkinson, all at 2-1. and one. And I think, oh yeah, Orangeburg Wilkinson won last night. So, well, actually, that that basically knocked that knocks out Fox Creek with their win last night, actually. Um, and now that puts Orangeburg Wilkinson, Wilkinson at the top, but that could change after, or that will change after. Uh, but yeah, that's that that's the craziest region right now. Region six, uh, Camden, I think, has officially locked up the region title, if I remember correctly. 
uh, yeah, because they beat Crestwood. So, yeah, they've locked up the region title. And the only spot that's really up for grabs right now is the number four spot in that region, uh, with Camden, Crestwood, and Lakewood being head and shoulders above everyone else in, in that region. Region 7, Dylan has already clinched the region title with Aner, Loris, and Waccamaw all fighting for uh, playoff spots. Aner and Loris won last night, but Waccamaw lost. But Waccamaw lost a non-region game, so that does not count. Um... Actually, they were all non-region games. I think that... Oh, no. Actually, I take that back. That entire region is done, actually, now, because they were one of the, the regions that pushed up the region schedule. Um, and so I believe it's Aner and Loris who are the, the top two teams, with Waccamaw being the team left out. Uh, un- I forget how 3A works, or, yeah, I forget how 3A works if they, how many teams get in per, I think it is four, actually, so, yeah, it is four, actually, so all four of those teams getting in, uh, with Georgetown being the odd man out, they they did not win a single game this year, uh, and then Regents 8, Oceanside pretty much has it locked up uh, with Hanahan uh, and Battery Creek, and Bishop England uh, right behind them. But Oceanside pretty much has it locked up at this point. 2A, in Region 1, Abbeville and Christchurch, the teams to beat, uh, those two teams still need to face off to determine who will be the region champion. Region 2, St. Joseph's probably has that one locked down. Region 3, Andrew Jackson and Chesterfield still need to face off uh, to determine who is the winner there. They actually, they play tonight, so that should be a good game uh, tonight. That's a, that, that's a game to keep an eye on. Um, region 4. Great Collegiate, Newberry still there. Region 5, Silver Bluff probably has that one locked down as well. But Wade Hampton still there. Region 6, Timberland and, and Philip Simmons uh, fighting it out for that, for region supremacy. Uh, they play tonight. So that will be another big game to keep an eye out for uh, tonight to determine who who wins that region title. And then finally, Region 8, or excuse me, Region 7, Marion probably has it locked down, but Lee Central right behind them. Looking to see. They, they do not play tonight, so um, we'll have to wait and see on that. I think they played all right. I think that's Lee Central's one loss, uh, if I remember correctly. And then 1A, rounding things off. D, 
Dixie and Southside Christian played tonight for the region title in Region 1. Region 2, Lamar has that one locked down. They're the region champions there. Region 3, Calhoun County probably has that one locked down, but Ridge Spring Manetta still behind them. Um, Region 4, T.E. Murray and East Clarendon trying to uh will deter they'll they still need to determine uh who's going to be the region champion there. Only a couple of games played uh between those teams. There may be some movement there still. Not sure how exactly they're gonna determine uh the region title since it looks like uh unless the standings haven't been updated, they're only gonna play two region games apiece. Or three region games apiece at most. Uh, in that five-team region. Region five, Green Sea Floyd, uh, looks like they probably have it about on lock. They play Hannah Pamplinka tonight. Uh, that could be a big game because if they lose, then there's a three-way tie at the top with them, Hannah Pamplinka, and Lakeview. So region five still not done yet. Region 6, Bamberg Earhart has that one on lock. They've beaten each team in the region, um, and they're, they've clinched there. And then Region 7, Baptist Hill, I believe that's finished. Um, but Whale Branch is still there. So we'll have to wait and see on that. So I'll take a quick break, come right back, and we'll switch gears for the last hour, talk about some national stuff, stuff, talk some MLB playoffs, talk some NBA, talk some NFL, talk some college football. So be sure to keep it locked right here on Sports Unlimited on Southern Sports Central. Welcome back to Sports Unlimited right here on Southern Sports Central. And as promised, 
We're going to switch gears, uh, talk about some national stuff. Let's first talk about the MLB playoffs, and the playoffs have been pretty interesting thus far, especially if you're a Braves fan. You've been hanging on by the the, the edge of your seat. Uh, first, talking about the ALCS, uh, Houston leading Boston 3-2. They face off uh, their next game is on is tomorrow. Um, or excuse me, their their next game is tonight. Excuse me, I take that back. Their next game is tonight at eight. Nathan Evaldi going up against uh, against Luis Garcia and. I think Boston has enough to win this game. Yes, it's in Houston. But I think Boston does send it to a Game 7, which will be tomorrow. And I don't know who wins that game. I Like I said, I want to stick to my original prediction that I made last week, which was that Boston would move on to the World Series. But I don't know. I'm not sure. It's it's gonna be a very uh gonna be a very interesting uh next couple of days that is for sure. And then Atlanta and uh and LA. It comes back tomorrow and and potentially Sunday. Come back to Atlanta and Atlanta, yeah, they got beat pretty badly last night. 11-2. Here's the thing. And, and here's what I'm worried about. If you're an Atlanta fan. Tomorrow night, and, and it makes sense. It makes sense considering they're on their last leg. They're trying to fend off elimination. Not Both tomorrow night and on, fr- on Sunday. But the... Um, the Dodgers are bringing out the big guns in Max Scherzer uh, tomorrow night or tomorrow late afternoon. Um, and going up against him, going up against him is Ian Anderson. And while Anderson's, you know, he's a good pitcher. Don't get me wrong. Uh, this season went nine and five, three point five eight ERA in twenty four games. You know. He was serviceable, but I don't think he stacks up against Scherzer. So I, I'm going to say I think the Braves lose game six, but Brave fans, don't worry, because as a result of them having to start Scherzer in game set, game six, they're not going to have their top gun on the mound in game seven. They're gonna. They've already announced that Walker Bueller is going to be pitching uh, in the game in Game Seven. Now, don't get me wrong. He's had a good season this year: sixteen and four, two point four seven ERA in thirty three games. You know, uh, but I think you have the opportunity since you're gonna give some of your arms that extra 
couple of days of rest, you can throw basically whoever you want to in that game uh, on on Sunday. So who they go with, I'm not sure. Probably whoever they probably whoever they think uh, gives them the best chance. I could see Drew Smiley. Um, you know, but I, I think the Braves probably win that game. I think they're able to win the, uh, I think they're able to win the, uh, the, I think they're able to win game seven. Um, even though Max Fried struggled last night. Do you throw him on three days rest? I don't know. I'd probably go with either Ian Anderson. Well, no, Ian Anderson pitching tonight, actually. I take that back. I'd probably go with Drew Smiley. Honestly. He he pitched very well in the in the game against uh, in game four in LA think he gives you the best chance on the hill in game seven. So if they throw Drew Smiley and he's, you know, he's fully rested, I think Atlanta is able to win game seven. And now is it going to be close? Yeah, it's going to be close. But I think it, I think Drew Smiley gives you the best chance of winning that game. Um, so, Braves fans, it looks good right now, even after the big loss last night. But, be prepared for a tough loss tomorrow night. But don't fret. I think the Braves are able to win in Game 7. To finish it off, so, those are those are my thoughts on uh, on uh, the the um, MLB playoffs right now. Um, not much else going on in terms of uh, baseball. So um, I'll take a quick break. We'll switch gears. We'll go to the NFL when we return right here on Sports Unlimited, Southern Sports Central.
Welcome back to Sports Unlimited right here on Southern Sports Central, and we'll switch gears over to the NFL, talk some NFL for a little bit, and then go to the big stories of the morning uh, to wrap things up. Um, one one on the college football front and one on the NBA front. So we'll talk about those in just a little bit. But start off with NFL. And uh, first, Zach Ertz traded to the Cardinals. And, you know, I was honestly a little surprised about this. Because, you know, while the Eagles aren't having the, the greatest season in the world, not like they were completely dead out of the water right now. Yeah, well, actually, I take that back. I take that back. This year is different than, uh, than years past with the NFC East. Dallas is head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, so, actually, now that I think about it, you know, it's still early, but with how strong the NFC is in other divisions, yeah, it was probably the right move to make um, to try to get some pieces, try to get some draft pieces uh, for the future and start looking towards the future. Uh, but it was certainly the right move for the Cardinals, who, funny, you know, in the beginning of the year, you know, back when the season first started, I was thinking, okay, you know, Cardinals are going to improve. Don't get me wrong. They got some good pieces. Kyler Murray has proven himself that he is a very good quarterback. He's going to be very good for years to come. He's proven that, you know, the one year wasn't just a fluke. But now, I mean, they're they're undefeated already. They're at the top of the NFC West, which I said from the beginning is the toughest division in the NFL this year. And dominating it, and now it's one of those situations of the rich just getting richer. And I think... Now, I don't know if I would say that they're better than... Like a Green Bay who, you know, Aaron Rodgers is on his revenge tour. Or Tampa Bay with Brady. But in a battle between the Cowboys and Cardinals? I don't know. I don't know who I would take in that, you know, let's just throw it out there. Let's just say that's like a divisional round matchup. I don't know. I don't know who will win in that in that matchup. So, but you know, uh, this is a great addition for the Cardinals, and it it should be able to help them uh, just just get more pieces around Kyler Murray. Uh, he just continue, you know, he already has De- DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know. Around him, now the now the question is, you know, being able to do something with those pieces. Uh, 
Also, in the NFL, NFL news, Ravens signed Le'Veon Bell. And this is one of those signings where, okay, you can get him relatively cheap because he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been what he was, you know, four years ago. Well, five years ago now. Um he isn't what he was five years ago. But at the same time, I think he can still be at least a serviceable back. Baltimore certainly needed help in terms of the running game uh, with how they're, you know, with with how their running game is built. Um, you know, don't exactly have... Uh, don't exactly have a ton of they don't exactly have a great running game uh so it it that helps them a lot um you know although they do have Devonta Freeman uh and Latavius Murray but they just haven't been producing as well as many as thought many would have thought so you know Baltimore Baltimore seems to be the cream of the crop in the AFC North because they're at 5 and 1. Cincinnati's at 4 and 2 and I don't think that's going to last. But I don't think that'll last either. And Pittsburgh is down at the bottom at 3 and 3. If anything I could see Pittsburgh try, like starting to get their act together and starting to play better, they're going to have an uphill battle to try to catch up to the Ravens at this point. So, I don't see Baltimore losing this division at this point. Uh, And getting Le'Veon Bell, especially for the matchups against Pittsburgh. Because, you know, when he was with the Jets, I think they may, they might have faced off against Pittsburgh once. Uh, but wasn't as big of a deal because it wasn't a divisional rivalry. Yes, I'm sure Le'Veon Bell still wanted to, you know, show them up. But now, especially being able to sign with a divisional rival that needs the help, this is a match made in heaven, I think. Now, do I think that Le'Veon Bell is going to suddenly become what he was? No. No. Uh, but do I think he'll be serviceable and he'll be able to help Lamar Jackson, help take some of that pressure off of Jackson, knowing he has a couple of running backs behind him that he can just hand the ball off to and they can give him a couple of yards? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to help a lot. It's it's kind of crazy. The the NFC outside of the West is pretty much what we expected. But the AFC this year, not at all what we expected. With the East and the North. And I think most people expected the Bills to be the, the top team in the East. Most people, you know, 
thought that the Ravens were at least going to be there in the North. But no one expected the Chargers to be as good as they are in the West. No one, also, no one expected the the Chiefs to be, to play as poorly as they have been in the West. And then in the South, yeah, I think most people expected the Titans to be there, um, but I think they thought the Colts would be um, be a little closer. So that's my thoughts on the Le'Veon Bell move. A couple of notes real quick before I go to my uh, week five preview. According to the NFL, after all everything that came out with John Gruden last week, according to the NFL, no other emails contained any negative language out of all the emails that they uh, pulled from the Washington football team records uh, for that investigation. Not sure if I completely buy that, but I'm sure there will be an investigative journalist that will dig into this and find what, what needs to be found. And it's just a wait and see type of thing at this point. Uh, one other story. According to reports, are finalizing a deal to send Deshaun Watson to Miami. And now, here's the question that I have in regards to that. If are is this going to be a trade that will send Tua to, or is or is Miami? Well, here's here's the question: twofold. One, especially with how this
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.